Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me again, your host, back from the dead. So welcome to the 36 questions to fall in love with Abby. In this mini-series, I explore the 36 questions to fall in love, a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron, popularized by the New York Times essay by Mandy Len Katrin. If you've never heard of the 36 questions, definitely go back and listen to the intro episode. You can find that in my podcast archive. Anywhoozle, let's get to it. So, I know it's been a minute. There have been some developments, some really good reasons why I haven't put out an episode in a while, and I can't wait to share it with all of you, actually. I'm currently involved with one of the three men I have already interviewed, and I will reveal that um, at the end of this series, which will end with Devin. But anyway, so last month I hung out with Devin, a super cool cat, and after eating some amazing Thai food, he poured me a glass of aged cherry moonshine, and we sat down on the couch in his living room, and we began the first set. So here it is. Okay, I think this is good. Playing a movie downstairs? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Okay. Directional um, Get this closer to me. Okay. So the first question that I want to ask is, what does love mean to you? Um, well, I think love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like a really intense question. Oh, man. To me, loving someone means being able to trust them with everything. And that's not something that you can get, you can find very often in people. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think to me it's, well, there's different types. Like you can love a pet, you can love um, your family, friends, like platonic love. And then there's romantic love. And I think it's very different from like falling in love with someone. It's kind of an obsession. Like you get addicted to them and you just want to spend all of your time with them. And like everything they do is funny and you just like giggle together and like laugh. But then when you get past that, you love their faults and what is good about them, but you don't hold that it against them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you see someone for who they really are. Yeah, exactly. And you hope that when they see you, see you for who you really are, that uh, they stick around. Yeah. Um, so the first question is of the set um if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner who would it be anyone mm -hmm. dead or alive oh man that's a tough one genghis khan <laughs> no when you <laughs> when you <laughs> when you ask someone to think of something like that it's like mm -hmm. i can't i can't remember a single person yeah right now. it's like when someone asks you what's your favorite movie and you're like ugh, i've oh never man, seen check a movie my facebook life. page yeah <laughs> that's where all my likes are um Who would I want to get dinner with? 
I'm not going to hold you to it. <laughs> you can just choose anyone. I know. I just, I can't <laughs> even think of a person. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, I, I think if I'm going like celebrity route, I love Judy Greer. If you know who that is, like I'm just weirdly obsessed with her and just like her, her movies and stuff that she's done. And I met her once at my old job really quickly and it was just like the best moment ever. So I think her or Seth Rogen, who I love. Yeah. He can do no wrong in my eyes. That's a good choice. Why Seth Rogen? He just seems like such a fun guy and like a really down to earth person, very successful and like smart, but really chill. Like he's, he just smokes weed all day and he's fun. Yeah. He makes it seem like it's easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still you can't think of a person. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd want to get, I'd want to get dinner with Napoleon. Why? Well, growing up in the United States, we hear a lot of shit about him. And I know that there's like a joke about him being like super short, but like mm. he wasn't super he wasn't? short. No, he was like five, nine or something like oh. that, which is like. You know, That's normal for people of that time. Wow. Yeah, I thought he was like 5'5". Five five. So he, he went through something similar from, from what I understand in history, which is not that much. But he went through something similar with uh, polio and uh, hmm. as, we're, as we're going through with the pandemic. And like the whole thing got like super political. And I'm just I would want to know like what he went through and all that just so I can see how it rhymes with today. I just think mm -hmm. it would be interesting. Yeah, that's a cool answer. Number two, would you like to be famous in what way? Um, I can go first too, whatever. Um, I, I think I've thought about this recently, actually. Um, a part of me wants to be famous, but um, I don't really want that kind of attention in my life. Um, yeah. You know, with my background that yeah. I was an actor when I was younger and I was far from famous, but you know, I was working, I would get, yeah. I would get kind of traces of those like fans who would reach out to me and like find me. Really? And I even had someone impersonating me on Facebook before, before that was like a thing that people really oh were. My God. This, this individual had a network of child actors that he was pretending to be and they were all friends with each other and talking to each other. It's kind of weird. That's crazy. So I would rather be, I would rather my work be really good and then I would get my validation through my work. Yeah, me too. Because I don't really care if people like me per se, but I would feel liked if, if someone watched or saw or read or what have you, my work and they saw my intention mm -hmm. and they, and they appreciated that. Yeah, I agree. I would want to be, I wouldn't want to be like a household name famous where you can't go out and like be a human being and without getting like all these fans and annoying people coming up to you. But I would want to be someone that is known in their craft or like in their field for being good at it. And then like people who are in that field are like, Oh my God, Abby, like she's the one who did this. Cause then that would be pretty cool. Like having the respect of those people. Respect. Yeah. Um, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you were going to say and why? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I never rehearse because it doesn't come out that way. 
Yeah. I feel like when you rehearse, it comes out a little bit stiff and like rehearsed. So I don't, I don't rehearse if it's like a normal phone call where I'm just calling my friends or my family. I have something in my head about what I want to say. So I usually don't call people without a reason. Yeah. Because then it's just like, what's up? And they're like, uh, nothing. You? And you're like, uh, nothing. Okay, bye. Yeah. So what do you want? <laughs> yeah. But if like if it's a job interview, like an important phone call, then I'll um, make bullet points sometimes. So there's always a uh, an order of things that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day? Yeah. Wake up very early. Hmm. Get some coffee. Yes. Go walk around somewhere new that I've never been before with a lot of people. But I can watch them all. And then... Uh, people watching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come up with... Um, I'd come up with ideas based on what I saw and then run that, those ideas through like, you know, the creative engine of our minds mm-hmm. and, uh, see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. And then after dinner, I would play board games with people cause I like those. <laughs> nice. Um, I think I would wake up and I would want to like maybe be with a partner cause it, that just sounds nice to like wake up with someone that you're with and then um, get coffee, like really good coffee at a shop and walk around, maybe go for a hike and just do something like quickly outside and active and then do some art or dr- or writing. Yeah. Do that for a while and then take a shower, re- decompress and have a potluck with like all of my friends. Yeah, so like, like a, a community? Yeah, like a potluck dinner with people with wine and good food. Yeah. Um, five, when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? I sing to myself all the time. <laughs> nice. Or maybe it's like a melody or something like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll have music stuck in my head, uh, especially when it's like something new. Uh, and that lasts for an entire day. Where it won't shut up when I'm trying to when I'm trying to work. Mm-hmm. Just in your head over and over again. Yeah, and then it sets the tone for your whole day. Yeah. What kind of music is usually in your head? It's so random. It could be um, some kind of melody I heard in a dream. Mm-hmm. It could be some some pop music like uh, Black Eyed Peas or something like that. My Humps was recently stuck in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> Were you listening to it or did it just no. pop up? No, I woke up one morning and I started humming <laughs> it to myself. So I feel like it's always those songs that you don't, you haven't listened to in forever, but they're just like stuck in your brain somewhere really deep. Does that mean it's a good song? Yeah. I, or like really catchy at least. Yeah. I think it's, what I like about lo-fi is that um, it never gets stuck in my head because there's not like a clear, it's not like a pop melody. Mm. So I just kind of like it because it's not annoying. <laughs> What about that Mr. Kitty song that I shared with you? Oh, yeah. That definitely gets stuck in my head. Yeah. That was stuck in my head for like a week straight. Yeah. I wa- I think I listened to it like 15 times that week. I listened to it for several hours. <laughs> I need to listen to the five-hour extended cut. Nice. Um, Six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the rest of 
or for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? For the last 60 years? Is that implying I'm living to 150? Uh, no, I think it's like however old you are now, you have 60 years left. Okay. And you could either have, or, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're 90. And I have and 60 you, more? And you have 60, yeah, you have 60 more years and you could either like switch your mind to a 30 year old's mind brain or a 30 year old's body. I'd probably stick with the mind. Mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm already that way. I like my mind. <laughs> I value it. You like your mind. Yeah, That's my good. body's great. Mm -hmm. I need it. For sure. But I would put it second. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would definitely do mind because I just feel like without the mind, like your brain does everything. So without that, what can you can't really like do anything if it's just like slowly deteriorating, but you still have a 30 year old's body. Like that's great, but it's just something to look at. Yeah. And like that people will look at, but it's, I would rather retain my memories and like be able to have great conversations. Yeah. And if you had a, if you had a 30 year old body, but a 90 year old mind, probably wouldn't be able to communicate with people very well. Yeah, exactly. And people Especially would just be super people confused. who are 30. Yeah, people would be like, what, uh, do you want to go like on the slopes mm -hmm. uh, or go to this rave? And you're like, uh, <laughs> what's a rave? I don't know. <laughs> Reminds me of my mom and trying to figure out computers. Yeah. Except that would be me. That would be every day of your life. It would be brain technology where they're mm -hmm. like, dad just think about doing turning the tv off and i'm like i am mm. thinking and it's not working <laughs> yeah uh number seven do you have a secret hunch about how you will die no yeah me neither <laughs> no yeah i can't say i do i just feel like i know some people who who do but there's no inkling for me I don't trust my suspicions like that. Yeah. How, how, how would I possibly know? know that? Yeah. Unless I'm like around something for a while, then I'm probably more likely to die there. I mean, That's just true. by the odds of it. That's very true. But to think that you can see into the future, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't think you can. If you, this isn't a, one of the questions, but this is just what I was thinking right now. If someone could come here and tell you exactly how you're going to die, would you say, yes, I want to know, or would no. you say no? But that doesn't help me. Yeah. Same. Because it would just be like, I, f I feel like I would just be waiting. Yeah. Every day for it. It kind of <laughs> ruins the fun of it if you know how yeah. it ends. Yeah. If they were like, you're going to die from a piano falling on your head. I would just be like deathly afraid of pianos. Yeah. And then so it would take some ironic point. twist where you would run away from the pianos and end mm -hmm. up falling into one or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like final destination. Yeah. Eight. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. You mean my like ideal partner? No, you and me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what we have in common? Yeah. We definitely think the same. Yeah. Like we we th we have the same thought process. I think. Yeah. Why Why do you say that? Um. Well, I noticed that the way that you talk, the way you reason through your decisions and why you do mm -hmm. things, like I'm about to say the same thing for myself too. Really? Yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm a very logic based person. Like I need things to make sense. And I don't know if that's my way of controlling things because I'm not like a controlling person, but I, 
it just it quells a lot of like anxiousness if I feel like I can re if I can back up something that happens with reason. Yeah. And if it doesn't logically make sense, I'm like, what? No, I can't deal with this. But what what about your emotions? Yeah, emotions don't make sense. <laughs> so that's hard. Yeah, emotions suck because you can't find a conclusion with them. Yeah. I would spend a lot of time ignoring my emotions or trying to reason through them where at the end I can have some kind of answer, some closure, mm-hmm. uh, which I think ends up coming down to control Yeah. Um, over a situation or over whatever is happening in my life or whatever I'm thinking about. Um, emotions don't give me that, but I've been trying to explore that a little bit more lately. Yeah. It's really good to explore your emotions. I'm trying to do that in therapy. <laughs> nice. Um, I think that we we're both writers and like we both have a need to write and take the world around us and then um, create narratives based on that mm-hmm. and like find people interesting and express through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I worked at a coffee shop in college, I would just meet so many interesting people that would come up to the register and order and like regulars and just kind of memorize their orders and just see things like there was this guy who would come to the shop or it was Pete's coffee. I can say that, but he would come to Pete's like every day, order the same drink. And then he would sit there for like 30 minutes and eat a little mini bag of pirate's booty. Nice. Like every time and just be on his phone scrolling. And I just feel like that's a funny character. So I would write those down and think about writing a little screenplay about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell that you have that, that kind of that creative spark. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about? Like you just described to me something that is quite boring. Right. (laughs) And I don't, I don't, okay. Hold on. Let me phrase. (laughs) Fuck. I did it again. You did it. Okay. I'm not trying to backhand. Let me, let me, let me back that one up. (laughs) Sorry. I'm boring you. (laughs) No, that's not, that's not what I No, it's okay. So you described to me someone who is sitting there and like eating snacks and like staring at their phone. And then from that, you just kind of let, you just kind of sit on it. Right. And all of a sudden, these, well, what is, what does this guy do when he goes home? Like, where is he coming from? Why Pirate's Booty? Why, yeah. why Pete's Coffee? Why that kind of coffee? Why does he have um, the same routine? Mm-hmm. Like, what's it like at home? Like, you start to think about those things. And then this whole in- very interesting thing develops out of something very mundane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a much better answer than what I said. I yeah, said no, ago. that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you go now. Oh, one more question just one just say one more thing that we appear to have in common Uh, it could be like surface level or okay well uh i think we're our heritage is from the same uh vicinity of the planet our heritage (laughs) yeah i'm guessing no you already told me austrian hungary Mm -hmm. yeah we have like the same hair color tone that kind of thing yeah i feel like your hair is a little bit darker than mine but Maybe because your hair is shorter, so it's like a lot of the root. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> okay, cool. Moving on. Number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Most grateful? Grateful, yeah. I have a, I have a wonderful mother. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful for my family and just how supportive they are. And like stable 
that they are. So I can, I always know that I can count on them. That's really nice to have. Yeah. Easy to take for granted. For sure. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? About the way I was raised? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish, I wish I did sports. And in, in more team-oriented activities when I was younger. Um, I grew up with only with my mom. Mm-hmm. And she was working and doing her own thing. And I was kind of left to my own devices to find things that I wanted to do. Uh, and I had no dad in the picture. So I never really got that push to, like, go do team activities or go interact with my community or go, you know, do some extra credit, something, something. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wish I, I wish I set up those, uh, those structures when I was younger and I wish I played the piano. Oh, I could see that for you. Yeah. I I bet I could. I was thinking about buying a piano. I think it'd be fun. I think it would look really good right over there in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Actually. Yeah. Um, for me, I wouldn't change a lot. I feel like I had a really good childhood and I didn't really want for anything. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, if I wanted to do, like I took piano classes and then I just stopped because I hated it. I did it because my sister played mm. and I just wanted to be like her. And um, so then I started taking classes and they let me do that. And then when I quit, they were like, okay. And then I said, I want to play guitar. And I was so convicted in that. But they were like, I don't want this to be the same as the piano. But I was like, no, I really want to. So they got me a guitar. I'm so grateful for that because I've still played like ever since. What's up with that with parents who think that just because their kid doesn't go to the nationals or whatever, that their activity was a waste of time. Hmm. Like, so what if you don't like piano? Like you did it for a while. Yeah. I don't know if they thought it was a waste of time, but I think they were like, I just don't want you to quit another thing. Like put more time and like in lessons and stuff into something you're just going to quit well even if you quit like you still learned it like you still you still did a thing for a while i'm sure it for it changed your brain and did something to you yeah it did it gave you some kind of benefit just because you didn't carry it off into some lifelong skill Mm -hmm. i think that's your parents demanding results (laughs) i did the same thing with dance because my sister danced so i was like i'll take dance classes and i quit after like a week when I was six because I don't remember how I was like really young and I just I hated it but then I found other things that I liked younger or older she's three years older three years older that makes sense she goes and does the thing and you're like I want to be like her yeah (laughs) um but then it's just funny because one time my dad and I were driving in the car it was like a couple years ago and he just turned to me and was like was your childhood good like did I did we do a good job was there anything that you would have wanted differently and I was like whoa that's uh, you're really putting me on the spot and I just said honestly I wish you'd taken me to a Warriors game (laughs) (laughs) and he just thought that was so funny why did why do you want that I feel like it's just because they did a really good job so I couldn't think of anything else in the moment and then okay um I think basketball is like the best sport to watch it's just for me it's like the most interesting sport it's always happening it's like super fast paced and okay yeah (laughs) okay number 11 
take it says four but i'm gonna say two minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible okay you ready i'm gonna set a timer a timer two minutes okay yeah do you want to go first or should I? I, I? I'll do it. Okay. And go. Okay. So I started off as a child actor. Um, and I had some pretty good success with that. But I got tired of it when I hit puberty because I was tired of people watching me and judging me all the time. So I decided I wanted to go to uh, a real college, which I put almost no effort or thought into. <laughs> And I ended up going to Cal State Northridge, where I was a film major. Yeah, and nice. um, I it, it seemed so nearby, just because that you know film production is just the other side of acting. Um, and then I got through that, and I was another just another guy with a screenplay in Hollywood, mm. and I didn't really have anything to show for it. Um, yeah. And then I got into I, then I got my car totaled by a Time Warner cable truck. Oh my God! And I couldn't walk for about three months. And one of my friends, one of my friends had just come, uh, had just taken the LSAT to get into law school and he had all of his old books and he read me a few questions and I was like, oh, this is kind of stimulating. And, um, so I took that and I got a good enough score to get a, uh, scholarship to go to school, which I was really excited about. Um, and of course I picked IP entertainment, Hollywood Mm -hmm. law, all that stuff. But then I got more interested in cybersecurity and data privacy law. Uh, so I got another thing there. Um, oh no, I have 30, 30 seconds, seconds to fill it. Um, and I don't know. I've never really considered myself someone who's a lawyer um, or someone who wants to go in the courtroom and argue about things. But I do like really heady, specific technological things and just talking about them. Um, so I find more joy than that. I don't know if I'm going to be a practicing attorney. Probably not. I'd rather do something more creative. Yeah, that's where it all started. Yeah. Okay, good. Nice, I got to the yeah, end. Yeah, you did. Okay, um, born and raised in San Francisco, in the city, right next to Golden Gate Park, which was amazing because we could always just like walk down the block, go into the park, and um, and definitely like grew up in nature a lot, camping and going to national parks. We went to like a lot of them when I was little with my parents, my sister and my grandparents on my mom's side. So that was like really fun to spend that time with them. And then, and I went to an all girls school from kindergarten through eighth grade. So it was just like interesting because I didn't have any friends that were boys, but I kind of, I appreciated that because then when I went to high school, I didn't have it was like awkward meeting boys, <laughs> but um, but then I, I wasn't like afraid of them or I didn't have weird interactions with like annoying six, sixth grade boys or something. So it was just like a different um, vibe. But then, and I'm still like really good friends with a lot of the people I went to kindergarten through eighth grade with. And then I went to school in Middlebury, Vermont which was like, I realized the farthest latitude away from San Francisco that I could get, except for maybe like Maine. Um, but just because I wanted to experience the East Coast and different weather patterns. <laughs> um, and then I, and I studied, I majored in English and film 
and I originally was trying to do English, but then I took a film class and I just like fell in love with it and liked it a lot. So did that, studied abroad in Prague and like traveled Europe while I was there. I went to nine different countries and feel like I gained a lot of independence doing it like that. And um, then I moved to LA after I graduated. Oh my God, I'm running out of time. And then I started working in the film industry. So I've been here ever since doing that. Yay. There's the timer. Nicely done. You got right to the end with zero seconds to spare. Thank you. Fast talking. Um, 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I don't know if that would be like superpower or you could take it something that you that could be plausible in this world (laughs) but to a heightened level um hmm. man i think i would make a really good musician yeah so if i if i i would want to take man I'm, i'm not shooting for the stars here but if i like if i had known music more i think that'd be fun Mm-hmm. Like if I could articulate music that I hear in my head yeah. or something like that. So you'd wake up tomorrow and be like, just like a musical prodigy or not, not that far, but just like a musical person. I would want to be able to articulate my music through like, maybe I could recreate it in a program or something like that. I don't even think that that's that far off. I just need, yeah. I would just have to do that. Yeah. You, you could do that take a class or something um i think that this just popped into my head right now i have a lot of trouble falling asleep sometimes and i feel like it'd be really cool i know some people who can fall asleep in like two seconds or like they could fall asleep anywhere Mm -hmm. on a plane in a car um or just you know in their regular beds and i can't do that i feel like i'm just still my brain is turning and i'm thinking about all this stuff so, yeah, I would wake up and with the ability to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so sad when you phrase it like that. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I am one of those people, by the way. Really? Yeah. I feel like a lot of like men have that. I don't know why. Because once it's time, I just do it. it. Just It just clicks and you're, yeah. you're done. I'm amazing at falling asleep as a plane takes off. Really? And then waking up when we land. That is what I want. I can't fall asleep on planes. So. What are you worried about? Are you thinking about things? No, it's more like a like, safety thing. No, it's it's just like I can't. There's so much going on, like noise wise, and then there's just so there's too many people around me. I think. Hmm. And then also, I can't fall asleep sitting up. Oh yeah, well that sucks. Yeah. But you'd make do. Yeah, like once I in when I was abroad studying we took the train to from Prague to Budapest and it's like a 10-hour train and we did an overnight one and I was like oh great we'll just be in the train car and I'll fall asleep but I literally couldn't sleep the whole time <laughs> and then we, we got there at like seven in the morning and I was so tired why, so. why were you so awake do you remember what you were doing um I don't know like I was I read I did all the things I, I watched a movie I think and then it got dark and I couldn't shut my brain off and stop thinking about it. So, okay. So you were just thinking about either your day or something like that. Just, it was just running. It's like thinking about needing to fall asleep makes me not fall asleep. Okay. (laughs) 
All right. Well, that was the first set of the 36 questions to fall in love. As always, I'm your host, Abby. And stay tuned for the next episode where Devin and I go through the second set. Love you. Bye.